Hi there. Once again, this is Daniel Eccles from the Learned Opportunity Podcast. Today we have Chad Duncan. And Chad, this is a guy that we knew from our time when we lived out in Oregon. He's a, a fantastic friend and he's really also a fantastic person at the thing that he does. He is a financial planner and also does some financial counseling things as well. Uh, he's the owner and CEO of his company, Minimalist Financial. And I think that there's going to be a lot of things that you can learn from him when it comes to opportunity and money. Opportunity when it comes to personal finance. This is somewhat of a, a hard subject to want to talk about on the Learned Opportunity podcast because opportunity when it comes to finances, we're not all on the same level, are we? We're not all going to get the same opportunities because some of us have opportunity because of where we're born or because we already have resources or, or money. And other people might not have the same opportunities because they do not have access to the resources that others are just given in life. And so we'll talk a little bit about that with Chad Duncan. But first, if you wouldn't mind, please make sure that you have subscribed to the Learned Opportunity podcast. We want to make sure that you have the opportunity to continue to learn how to create or find opportunities in your own personal and professional life. We want more opportunities for more people. Now let's head on over to our discussion with Chad Dungan of Minimalist Financial. professional and lifestyle development. I'm Daniel. And I'm Gwendolyn. We're here with Chad Duncan. He's the owner and CEO of Minimalist Financial, where he assists anyone who wants to be smart with their money, invest impactfully, and achieve financial freedom. Hey, Chad. Hey, how are you? It's good to have you on here. Thank you for showing up. And why don't you introduce yourself a little bit to the listeners? Yeah, to add to what you've already covered. I was a former Marine, got out, decided to pursue financial education through George Fox University in Oregon, graduated that with a finance degree, and then went on to get a master's degree at Golden Gate University in financial planning. So that's kind of my background, at least from an educational standpoint and kind of a quick synopsis, at least, of what and where I come from. So going from the Marine Corps to wanting to do personal finance, what made you interested about personal finance? So in the Marine Corps, and it's a kind of a known thing, at least among Marines, is that if you're enlisted, you're usually really bad with money. And I was definitely bad with money. <laughs> when I got out, I had 30 something thousand on my credit card. I had a, a Ram 1500 truck, a Ducati motorcycle, and a little Scion thing for gas mileage. <laughs> so, all together, like it was a little over 100,000 of debt and just stuff that I've accrued over that period of time. And one day I, I thought, I'm paying close to $1,100 a month just on cars and credit card payments. So I decided, okay, <laughs> I need to do something about this. 
So I decided to go and just read as many books as I could. Hmm. Uh, went to a ton of different blogs, ended up finding this kind of underground like financial community. It's called the FIRE community, Financial Independence and Retire Early. Some of them are like way out there. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it just sparked that want in me to start taking control of kind of what I've been doing up to that point. You were self-taught for a lot of that. You read a lot of books and then you went on to continue your education and become official in it, right? Yeah. The jump from paying off debt and all of that, which for me was just selling all the vehicles and taking, unfortunately, my scholarships to pay off the credit cards. So that sucked. Making that jump, I, I saw that my stress levels had gone down tremendously. I was happier. I was able to not go month to month, just like drained, at least emotionally. So I, I wanted to figure out just from a career standpoint, because at the, at the same time, I was trying to figure out my degree path. I started, people were asking me questions about finance and I would ask or answer them and just help them out with it. And a lot of people got a lot of value from that. And I as well, I found that I enjoyed it. So I decided to go down the finance path from a little bit of pushing from Hannah, which was my girlfriend at the time, which is not my wife and a professor who was a CFP or a certified financial planner as well. So I decided to jump into that career field because I'd already did all the research for myself. I pulled myself out of not the best situation and other people seem to get value from that. So decided to kind of pursue it from there. You had already done the work. You might as well <laughs> continue yeah. and teach other people. There was an opportunity there. That... Yeah, for sure. What do you think lines up with personal finance in terms of your passions, uh, the things that interest you? What kind of made it click? So one of the big things, at least that got me interested in personal finance was not having to work, <laughs> to be honest, coming from that perspective, and also not having to rely on having a boss that maybe you don't agree with, or maybe it's a bit of a toxic work environment or less than ideal. You have that opportunity since you had set yourself up with maybe different income streams or like lowered expenses, stuff like that, and savings. You set yourself up to be able to have that option to leave or transition into something else. So it was a, a thing for me to not feel like I was trapped. And from the Marine Corps, in my perspective, from the Marine Corps, it's a contractual obligation. So it's, you have four or five years or whatever, and that's it. Like you serve that, you, there's no way out. So that I think, and that experience drew me to financial independence and that movement, just so I don't have to do that again or, or live through a point in time where I have to work for a certain company or for someone that's just draining emotionally or physically even, you know? It sounds really familiar. Gwendolyn's sister was in the Navy and it takes a lot. It takes a lot of your own personal uh, freedoms. You are, are married to the military. And so there's almost this appreciation I'm hearing after you're done, uh, you have opportunity to do what you wanted to do. You, you mm -hmm. have freedom to, in her case, she'd never lived in South Carolina where she has now chosen to live. She just chose to live there because she wanted to, and she could choose to live there. And so, Some people were like, wait, who do you know there? Wait, do you have a friend there? 
wait, do you have a job you're going there for? And she's like, no, I just want to go there. That's my first step. Yep. <laughs> just because she had the freedom. So you've seen some different opportunities and some things and options that are mm-hmm. out there because you were so limited. You had uh, no options <laughs> and there were a different kind of opportunity that was provided for you from your experience with the Marines. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't regret joining the Marine Corps at all. My experience, there was great parts of it and bad parts of it. But overall, just the fact that my education was paid for all the way through and I I didn't have to have student loans, which unfortunately most have to have. So that, I mean, for kids coming out of high school and even college for officers and stuff like that, the military is an option. It is an option for people. And uh, like I graduated high school in 2008 during the recession. So a lot of options weren't really present at that time. And the military had just increased the amount of people they needed in it. So I just decided it was like a, almost a perfect storm where I jumped into that. Cause I knew that one, I'd get paid, I'd have friends and I'd have an experience that I could always rely on down the road and training that I could rely on as well. I saw that they also provided education and in the event that I would become injured or disabled of any kind, they would take care of you afterwards. So it just seemed like a pretty good idea for me. And it it was only a five-year stint. So I was like, I have five years for the rest of my life, have some form of benefit from it, whether it be mental or schooling and all that. How have you found or create opportunities then, not just in your professional life, but let's start with your personal life. Yeah. So one of the biggest ones was learning how to invest in real estate. And I did so via books. So I just, I read a bunch of books on it. I was active in a website called Bigger Pockets, like a, a cool real estate forum and education resource for people. And I sat there and I was looking at it and just researching as much as I could for a solid probably year and a half, two years before I eventually got to the point where I was just, okay, the next step is obviously to do it. So I had to jump in and do it. Uh, And I purchased a duplex when I was in college because I was working with my dad, which was also a huge blessing as well at the time. And he helped me and gave me that opportunity to have an income from working so that I could get the duplex. When I got the duplex, my main idea or strategy was to offset my, to house hack is what they call it. And I was successful. I would say a lot of it was luck and just leaning on other people. I think leaning on other people is a huge opportunity and a resource. I had asked a ton of property managers and brokers and friends and family that had experience with it, at least from the home buying process, not necessarily the investing process. But once I had all of those people come together and and help me in the questions that I was asking, I had eventually gone through the process and purchased it and renovated it and won't renovate again. That's way too much work for me. (laughs) I'm good. I'm good with not doing that again. But in general, it's been a huge opportunity. It's given me the opportunity to pursue this business that I have right? It's lessened my expenses to the point where I do have that energy and time and not needing to work full-time for someone to be able to divert that energy and financial resources to the business. So as well, my wife works and that's a huge opportunity, at least in my personal life to have an income, especially when you're trying to start a business or buying real estate too, as well. I I know how that one is too. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> are benefiting from wonderful wives that are, are working very hard and we get to play with our, our own small businesses. <laughs> I know, right? It's great. <laughs> great. We love it. Thanks, Gwen. You're welcome. But I, I can resonate with the leaning on resources that you were mentioning because it wasn't too long ago. I just got the idea where I was, what does it take to buy a house? I feel like I might want to buy a house in the next like five, seven years. And just from starting conversations, mm -hmm. all I was trying to do was research and how you were describing so many people came around to help. I wasn't doing it for investment purposes, like a duplex more than just like a personal equity for our family. But I was so amazed how there's, there was just so much I didn't even know about until I started getting curious. And while well, we ended up buying a house, uh, people made it possible and everyone helped us out. And sometimes there's grants or sometimes people, whoever you get your loan through, will cut you a deal. Or if you're building like we did, sometimes they'll give you a discount. Or There's so many things you just don't know until you have that conversation and there's really no pride in it. It's just leaning on people for help. And just we're really thankful for and, that opportunity. And look into it. Mm -hmm. And it would have been easy to have gone with the mindset of, oh, this isn't really something that I can do right now. I can't afford to, to get a duplex. I don't have a whole bunch of cash stacked away or, or other things like or that. Or you were in school, you said, right, Chad? Yeah, yeah. I had access to the VA loan, so they have like a zero down. So if someone is approaching it from having to pay a down payment, obviously that is a, a hurdle for sure. You wouldn't necessarily have had the mindset if you hadn't looked into some of the resources that you already did have, like the yeah. VA loan, mm -hmm. or had been reading books or, or been on that website, that forum to learn about house hacking. And I didn't think that we would be able to be in a house uh, so yeah. certainly not at this time so it was almost like let's not even try it's not even on the discussion or not, not ask even, questions let's not ask questions be curious it's not about time how, to learn about it mm -hmm. or we'll learn about it when we feel like it's definitely going to happen mm -hmm. or or with you chad i wonder i'm trying to step into your shoes if i would have been like i'm just in college right now maybe like after i finish this chapter then i'll think about it or maybe after mm -hmm. this or it's so easy to put certain things like that off yeah. Yeah. And from my experience or my perspective, when I did decide to buy the duplex, it was mainly because rent is just so expensive <laughs> and I wanted a college student doesn't make a ton of money. Right. So I wanted to make sure that I had at least some of it offset. That's um, why. Just to get me through college, really. It was just a, almost a need, so to speak, in that situation for me to be able to live on my own instead of living with a parent or something mm -hmm. like that. Which, there's a lot of shame around that for a lot of people, but it is a huge opportunity if you have it to live with your parents because you, know, you can pay off your student loans and stuff. My dad helped me out by doing that. So I lived with him a little bit after I got out of the Marine Corps. And then I was able to jump into the duplex. And it was because of that that helped me as well. And if some people can't rely on their parents, which is unfortunate, and some people have to do it all by themselves. And they're in that it's just working way more than you want. It's the unfortunate truth of not having the family backing is having to do it yourself and then leaning on friends or other people that you know, or working an extra job. It's just unfortunate, but, but it's the truth for some people. Well, we were saying opportunity is not entirely equitable. Yeah, for sure. It's unfortunate some people 
uh, might not have some support uh, from family system, or they might not have access to some of the resources uh, to learn uh, about these sort of things. What kind of things can people do if they aren't coming uh, into personal finance with, with the same benefits or opportunities? So maybe an analogy I like to use is yoga. So I'm at beginner level yoga. I'm not an expert. I'm not intermediate, maybe if I practice a lot, but breaking it apart, I still try to do it because I see value in it. So maybe what's that like beginner level step? I would say Google is your friend. (laughs) The fact that that we have Google is awesome. Ask Ask Jeeves is no longer around. So yeah, that was our friend. Most people have internet. And if they don't, you know, there's always the public library and things like that. So Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that everyone that is listening has access to internet or can have access to internet. So Google is is a big one for sure. Like just letting your curiosity go and looking up as many different things, because on Google, you could search for say how to become financially independent, and you're going to have a ton of different resources and just follow that bunny trail or going into a rabbit hole, so to speak, and like pulling on that string and just keeping going. And sometimes you'll meet people or you'll, you'll reach out via email or phone call to people who were in the same situation as you. And by virtue of contacting them, you have created yourself another resource just from Google. Other resources that I've used and that I've helped other people use are like books, different types of books that I've found to be fairly helpful. I can list three that are between beginning and intermediate and advanced. The beginning one is Your Money or Your Life by Vicki Robin. Super good book on how to shift your perspective on how to view money. That's a really good one. And just reading that piqued my curiosity. And as actually one of the mm-hmm. first books that I had read as well, that kind of started me off on this whole path. Another book that's a little bit more in the intermediate area, because it does talk about different investments and how to do that is The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins. He also has a a blog that is great. And he's done some talks at Google and stuff like that for his stock series. I highly recommend looking at that. And then the third book, which is more advanced and more for people who understand money in general and want to understand how to be efficient and utilize how they invest to do it smartly. Uh, And that's A Random Walk Down Wall Street by Burton Malkiel. It's a pretty dry read on some of the chapters for sure, but a lot of the information in there is very much aligned, at least with academics and historical stuff that's happened to the stock market. So highly recommend that. And in terms of this whole spectrum of beginning to advanced, leaning on someone who knows what it is that you're about to go into, kind of been through that and have done the steps required to get out of that and flourish in in a way, I would say is probably going to be a financial coach, counselor, uh, financial planner, any people like that just love finance and also have a passion for like serving others and helping others reach or the opportunity that they have had. I'd say the two biggest resources in that that I'm involved with as well is the AFCPE, which is uh, short for the Association of Financial Counselors and Planning Education. Their website's at afcpe.org. They're great for people who want to have a coach or a counselor, have a session to figure out what the next step is for them. Because sometimes just from living life and, and life can get in the way and you get stuck. And these people are there to help you figure out the next step. So 
for those people, I would highly suggest that. And for those who want more of a planning aspect or more advanced kind of strategy type stuff, I would recommend going to the XY planning network. They have a lookup feature and everyone on there is a CFP. They all have a fiduciary oath as well. I'm also involved in that network and all the people I've talked to and happened to to come across has been awesome. Very compassionate people who just wants to serve and help. Those are the two big ones for at least leaning on other people for getting unstuck and, and dealing with the strategy side once the ball starts rolling. One thing that I've been seeing a lot of on Instagram, on the reels, is a lot of people talking about this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and talking about passive income is like a really huge topic right now. Have you heard about those things? Uh, about, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But were some things because some people are are out there that are listening that are probably familiar with uh, some of those terms. Are there things that we should uh, know about it, or be kind of hesitant about, or some benefits to it? Or so I've read Rich Dad Poor Dad. It does help you understand money a little differently instead of just spending it on lifestyle expenses and stuff like that. It's taking that money that you would have normally spent on food or toys like ATVs and stuff and directing it into something that can produce a cash flow or an income. Real estate would be probably one of the bigger ones and also pretty much the primary thing that Robert Kiyosaki uses uh, amongst other things like businesses and stuff. But as for passive income, I love it. I, I like having cash flow now as opposed to later, but that's my goals in terms of making sure that I have enough income to continue not having to work. But for other people, the stock market could be good as well. There's ways to make investments there, give you an income, also businesses, stuff like that. And one of the, I think, tenets that is in that book is to diversify your income streams. And that's a big topic as well. And just diverse, just from the fact of diversification is just coming from different areas that in the event that if an economic issue were to come up, one might be okay while others aren't. In general, you're not suffering totally. <laughs> I was in a meeting today and somebody was like, I just read this crazy fact. And it said that millennials and Gen Z recently with the job market, Larger corporations are seeing people leaving traditional corporate jobs. And so this throughout our whole conversation kept coming up. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if it applies. I don't know if it applies. But then when you were talking, Daniel, about relevant culture, what you're seeing on Instagram reels, what people are interested in reading and thinking, hey, the demographic of Instagram is probably also millennials and Gen Z. Gen Z. Yeah. And there's an interest in this. I have ownership. I have power over my money. I have more of a say. I'm not just relying on a company. Mm -hmm. But this is also very new to me. Do you have anything to say on that? Yeah. So I think from the perspective of people leaving their jobs or downsizing, at least going like part time and stuff like that, I think people are starting to realize that they do have a say, they do have a voice in their life. Unfortunately, a lot of large companies treat their employees as units of money, like how much can they produce for me and less so on is this person 
having a fulfilling career. So I find, at least from my perspective, which is a millennial perspective a little bit, I can't speak for the entire generation, but I think seeing our parents and older generations view their career as the top priority and working for 40 years and working up uh, the corporate ladder, so to speak, was a huge deal for those generations. But our generation, I believe, is more in experiencing what life has to offer and less so on what career aspiration I can attain. Not to say that there's people out there that that are career-oriented and really want to develop and become a CEO or high up in a company, but a lot of companies up to this point have gotten away with treating their employees not as well as they should. And I think a, a good portion of that is because a lot of people do live paycheck to paycheck and they know that. And when people start living outside of that issue of paycheck to paycheck and they start building savings funds and stuff like that and start investing in a lot of different areas and they start realizing, oh, hey, I don't, I'll be okay for a year or two. I don't really, I don't need to be here. I think it creates better employees in general because they're more likely to speak up. They're more likely to be like, hey, this isn't probably the best way forward, which in turn, I think makes better companies. I think that whole shift is just people, you don't really need to work a full-time job. And I think a lot of the people who are moving careers or like getting out of their careers, I think a lot, or at least a huge proportion of them are in tech and have very good paying jobs above six figures. And they've realized with their skill, the money that they had made, that they saved, they don't have to do that. And unfortunately in the tech field, especially software engineering and, and programming, it's incredibly hard and it's a lot of hours. I totally understand that. But a lot to keep up with. Yeah, for sure. And I think just uh, from an energy perspective, and I've seen this with my wife and other people working 40 plus hours a week on tough deadlines really wears you down over time. So if you're able to sock away some money for that ability to maybe not have to deal with that, at least from an energy perspective, get out of that situation and be able to have a situation where your energy levels are higher, your stress levels are lower. I support that. I love the fact that our generation is starting to go down that path. Thank you. And I'm just curious to just to invite us into your world of how you work with your clients. What are some of the opportunities you provide there? So I like to view my firm as like a holistic firm. So I do planning and strategy, but I also provide coaching and counseling services. Counseling specifically in the financial perspective, not necessarily like mental health, because I'm not, I'm definitely not qualified for that. And the coaching side of it is mainly for the behavioral side. I did specialize in that behavioral component, the coaching side and counseling in my master's degree. I found that people do get stuck. People can get in their own way. And I want to provide that service to help them get out of their own way or find the next step forward, especially from something as complex as financial planning and money in general. It's, it can be really overwhelming to see all the options out there, everyone else talking about their plans and having social media like Instagram and Reddit or YouTube and everyone's stating their opinion on it. And you're sitting there, okay, which opinion makes sense to me? And that's, that's when I, it could get really overwhelming. And I come in and, and ask the certain questions that can bring out what you're dreaming, like the person's future goals and stuff like that, and then break it down into smaller steps that are achievable. And I help 
keep them accountable through it by checking in and, and just being there as a resource for them. Yeah, it's really important that work of making sure that people are doing things based off of their values, their goals. I'm just a naturally comparative person. So I'm all the time looking externally at oh, what's everybody else doing with their money and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy, especially where we live in Carmel, Indiana is a pretty affluent area of the United States to compare and be like, oh, everybody else is going out to eat right now, or they're doing this or doing that. Am I behind on my money or where do I stand? And it's hard to know because you don't know where anybody else is. So I like that. I think that's a great service to make sure that people uh, are focused and know what are the things that you're working towards and, and the values instead of being like Daniel and getting caught up in the It's in the grounding. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how would how would any listeners connect with you, Chad, uh, if they uh, are interested in, uh, in learning more or even just having a little chat with you? So I'm hoping by the time that they're listening to this, I have my website up. <laughs> I've been uh, real slow on that one. So the website would be minimalistfinancial.com. Another way to reach me currently and for hopefully the foreseeable future would be my email, which is chad at minimalistfinancial.com. Calm. I respond to every one of them. I'm like a zero or zero uh, <laughs> inbox, zero inbox person. So I like to look at everything, and that's pretty much really the only ways of of contacting me at this point. All right, that's very helpful. Well, good to know. Anything else that you'd like to share with listeners before we get going here? Anything you wish we asked and we haven't asked? Yeah, dying to talk. I love, I love that question. That's a great. <laughs> I ask my clients that. I, that's one of my favorite questions. I think in terms of a takeaway is probably start small. It's just researching an article or just looking on Google or YouTube even. Just start small and let your curiosity grow from there. That's really the starting point for most things, actually. That's encouraging. That's the starting point, too, because mm-hmm. I like to dive in into the whole big picture and for something to me, like financial planning is really relatively new. It's hard to know, oh, if I can't be successful or do the whole big plan or know what it all is. You want to go hard. (laughs) You want to go big or go home. It's true. (laughs) Um, But to know, to just take one step, I need to hear that. So thank you. You're very welcome. And thank you for having me. You're welcome. Even beginner yoga is is good for you. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll move on. You may on. never get to intermediate, but that's okay. Yeah. Beginner yoga is still healthy. It's still yoga. Yes. Yoga is so hard. I yeah, I'm, I'm not bendy. I'm not bendy at all. I'm a six foot four tree over here, but I'll, I'll try it sometimes. You do try it sometimes. I still like the getting up, down, up, down, on the ground. Now I'm standing up. Now I'm back on the ground. It's just, I don't like the... What is that called? Flow? Yeah. I'm not big you're, into flow. You're not big into flow. You're into like, let's sit on the ground. Yeah. I love the one where you just lay there with your eyes restorative. closed. Restorative. You're very good at restorative yeah, good yoga. At well, thank you, Chad, once again. And uh, listeners, thank you. Uh, you can uh, continue to catch more episodes like uh, Chad in our season one that is out right now as we're working on season two to be released later so subscribe make sure that you are following so you won't miss any uh, other episodes that are coming out when season two comes out and as always we look forward to continuing to learn how to create and find more opportunities for more people thank you
Learned Opportunity podcast has been brought to you by Ecclesia Counseling Services, LLC, providing mental health and career counseling to the greater Indianapolis area. Perhaps you're anxious or maybe you're unsure about the future of your career, or you feel that you're not living the life that you are meant to. Whatever your needs may be, Ecclesia Counseling Services is here to offer support. Check us out online at Ecclesia Indy, E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A, INDY.com.